everyone knows how to play poker. Poker, poker. But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. Poker, poker. This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts, Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. How's everybody doing? Big Dave and Joe, another edition of the show here from South Florida, Poker Action On. And we thank you for being with us. Uh, World Series of Poker just around the corner. And we're going to do a little show to kind of uh, let you uh, prepare your plans if you're heading out there this year. Uh, one of our special uh, friends of the show, uh, Johnny Campus, is going to join us. Johnny wrote uh, a book earlier in the year and, of course, uh, played in our tournament as well last September. But uh, Johnny is... Uh, uh, an expert in uh, tournament play and, uh, you know, a smaller type player. But he did write a book about his trip out there to the World Series of Poker. He was a, a very avid player. Vegas or Bust? Was yeah, it Vegas or Bust was the name of the, t- the book. Uh, also, he uh, uh, played a lot of poker and then got away from it and raised a family and lives in uh, Tuscaloosa, Alabama. We know, we, he's known as Tuscaloosa Johnny. And he actually won our tournament when he played in it as well. So... Uh, he will talk a little bit about his, his book, but mostly uh, we're going to have a little talk about how to prepare for the World Series of Poker. He'll, he kind of calls it, uh, let's see, what do he say? Uh, plans to uh, go to the World Series for almost free. <laughs> Has quite a few costs. Free, discounted uh, meals and uh, trips and rooms and uh a little bit of a how to set up your trip, and then once you're there, some of the things you want to make sure that you have uh, at the table. Uh, you know, obviously a backpack is a must because there's a lot of things you need. And I had pulled a couple articles that uh, Ashley Adams, a great writer on Poker News, um, actually met uh, Ashley a few years ago. He, I mentioned this a couple weeks ago on the show, but he first came to our attention when he wrote an article in Poker Player, uh, the old... Uh, Stanley Sludikoff, uh, one that's been around for many, many years. Uh, Lou uh, Lou Krieger wrote in it, and uh, a few other people that we knew. So, uh, but actually, he he wrote a story called "You Can't Beat the Rake," and it was a story how, you know, you got to make plans to include that in your money-making ability because over the long run, if you go for a 10-hour session with a bunch of your friends. Uh, you know, there's only going to be a couple guys that come out winning because the rake uh, takes most of the extra cash. Well, the rake and 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 tipping. I mean, I've, I've known that <laughs> one of the private games I dealt at. What, what, tipping? What's that? Well, tipping. Tipping uh, over. It's not a China. It's Cow not tipping. a city in China, as Cow they tipping. like to say. <laughs> but yeah, I remember the uh, the private games that I used to deal at when I calculated. I knew what the house would make, and then. Um, you know the tips that we got, which were they were very generous for me and the other dealer. We deal an hour on and off, and you know once I calculated everything in there, if if the same ten players stayed there all night, it was going to cost them. It, it was like taking three hundred to three twenty-five out of their pockets, right? And saying, okay, now you guys play, you know, and everyone's starting down three hundred three hundred to three hundred twenty-five dollars. Now you got to make your money from there. Yeah, I mean that's that's. Basically, how it breaks down. Granted, they would get food and and beverages and everything else, but still, that's kind of tough to beat in one night. Yeah, that's for sure. But uh, going out to the World Series, uh, Ashley had also written a story called "Saving Enough in Las Vegas for a WSOP Tournament Tournament Buy-in." 
not the, necessarily the main event, but that you could save fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars and buy into one of the smaller events, which would of course, uh, you know, if you played the right one with a as a satellite, you could get into the main event that way. Well, even even those fifteen hundred sometimes have payouts of uh, yeah, close to half a million dollars yeah, or more. Absolutely, you know? yeah, there's so many players out there. Uh, also, we'll talk a little bit about some of the places maybe you might want to visit out there, other places to play poker, uh, tourist attractions, not the ones that are gonna, you know ruin your bankroll because they they take advantage of you. But there's some good uh, low-cost places uh, that you might be interested in going to out there and start making your plans. You know, I, I mean, if you, just like anything, before you make a trip like that, if you do your homework and you write down the things you want to do, you're going to be way ahead of the game by, by hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. And and we've had other guests on the show that have given us, you know, some great advice for first-timers going out there. I just would love to have a first-timer come out and tell me if they were able to follow any of this, you know, because um, it, it's hard, you know. It is hard, you know, to follow this because you're out there to have fun. I, th- I think the people who really benefit from this are people who have gone once or twice and then all of a sudden, you know, get caught up in the excitement of being in Vegas and then all of a sudden read something like this and go, you know, what, maybe this year things will be a little different. I'll right. be more focused and better rested and, and all all the things that you really need for these tournaments. Cause yeah, absolutely. Long, forget it. You know, we know the main event is a, is a, is a uh, you know, marathon. Absolutely. If you want to get to that final day, I mean, it is, especially after you get through that first day, you might have a day of rest if you're in the groups one or two. But then after that, it's 12-hour grinding days, and it's, like I said, it's a long marathon, hard to keep your concentration for that long. I I mean, at least at our age. Maybe that's why we don't see too many people our age getting to the final table for the last years outside of a few exceptions. People in their 20s and 30s. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Well, before we get to some of that uh, a little bit later with Johnny, uh, I do want to talk about the Seminole Hard Rock Summer Showdown, which is uh, going on now. I think they just call it the Showdown, uh, as we're here in April. And the season winding down on the World Poker Tour, they go to Choctaw next and then uh, finish up out with two tournaments in, at the Aria in Las Vegas, including uh, the Tournament of Champions, which they had here the last couple of years, but not this year. Uh, anyway, they had a uh, nice turnout the two days, uh, 1,360 players with wow. a buy-in of 3,500. It was a $3 million guarantee, and they went, I believe, over $4 million, so for the prize pool, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they played down to uh, 5.24 uh, after the two opening sessions on Sunday. They played the day two. Uh, then yesterday, or actually, uh, I guess yesterday they played down to 90. It was Saturday, I believe, they played down to 5.24. And then they played down to 90 uh, as they went into today. So uh, 90 players left heading into today. They're down to 26. So they will play down to a final table, which will not be played here. It will actually be played in Vegas. In Vegas, right? uh, I believe May 30th is the date for that. But it's a very interesting field, the field of 26. I can tell you some of the players that just recently got knocked out include Darren Elias, uh, Frank Stapuchin, who is the guy with the chicken wing on a fork. It just won that tournament not Chicken too long ago. Fork. Uh, Mark Doobie, who uh, finished second in a big tournament here a few years ago. Harrison Gimble, local uh, young player that uh, has been doing very well. Yuri uh, Kadosh and Aaron Massey, a friend of the show who's been on several times with us. But they are down to 26. The short stack is Richard Seymour, the former NFL player that played with the Patriots and the Raiders. 
Uh, he's the short stack. He is the short stack out of twenty six. Four hundred forty thousand chips. Uh, but as we look up the list, uh, some very interesting players, including Eric Afriat, who has won this tournament in the past. He's from Montreal. Uh, James Carroll, I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with him. Keith Ferrara, who was the uh, chip leader going into today, but he is now currently in seventh place. Uh, Jerry Wong, former November Niner, who lives down here now, is in fifth place, uh, 3.5 million chips. And currently in second place is Maria Ho. 4.375 million her. chips, doing She's a great. a hell of a poker player. Yeah, she is, and a great commentator as well. Yes. Uh, Maria is second, but the the overwhelming chip leader is a local guy named Chad Eveslage. Uh, Eveslage uh, has 8.8 million chips. Wow, he's got double, more than double what Maria Ho has in Absolutely. second. So, yeah, that's a... So, doing well. We'll follow some of that along tonight while we do the show. And then uh, I think they play down to the final table tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe they'll get to it tonight. Who knows? But uh, today's only the 15th. They had planned to go through the 16th. So, they have a big uh, high roller, $50,000 buy-in going on at the time. Uh, I looked at some of the players who were in the event. I did notice that Jason Mercier was playing. He is uh, no longer in the action, but he's probably playing in a high roller right now. So, we'll check on that one and see how they're doing. Um, but, uh, you know, what can you say? It's a huge turnout every year that just smashes the guarantees. And, uh, you know. I wonder what they got planned once the Guitar Hotel goes <laughs> up there and how they're going to run this going forward. Yeah. I mean, that's that, gotta be that will change things, no question. You know, I I think that will just make them even stronger now, That especially since they'll have a lot more rooms to accommodate players coming from, from out of state. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. I just noticed that uh, on their website, uh, their blog, they... The, for the high roller, they have uh, they have uh, lamb chops uh, for dinner for them uh, in the room, beef tenderloins, uh, caprese sandwiches, and a mashed potato bar. So uh, they don't spare any expense when it comes to taking care of their pros, and of course everybody appreciates it, and that's why everyone's so excited to get here. Uh, Will Fiella, Will the Thrill, just got knocked out and made twenty thousand six fifty for thirty first place. And we're keeping an eye on some of the other people, some former champions uh, doing very well here. And uh, the high roller, I'll see if I can get some chip counts later on. I know that uh, Shannon Shore, one of the pretty good stacks in the high roller, and uh, we will check that out as well and uh, let you know what's going on. So uh, that all going on over at the Seven Hard Rock, I'll probably stop by there tomorrow, see what's going on. And we'll check that out. We have a few other stories going on. There's a lot of uh, discussion about the uh, the recent uh, opinion of the uh, Department of Justice on the uh, Wire Act. They uh, reversed the one that came out in, I believe, 2011, uh, which said only Internet sports betting is banned under that law. And now they're trying to get rid of everything. Of course, uh, Sheldon Adelson is uh, leading the charge there, although he is now in poor health, unfortunately for him. But... I don't want to say fortunately for the rest of us, but uh, that's what well, I'm thinking. You know, maybe that's why he's been pushing it so hard, you know, at, yeah, at, his, maybe. at his age. So. But but the thing legally that's going on is, uh, you know, it wasn't just poker people that were upset by that ruling. Uh, you know, lotteries and other people who do some online stuff were very upset about that. And the state of New Hampshire actually filed suit in federal court to about the uh, ruling. And uh, that trial is going on right now. So uh, they kind of led the way uh, legally to go ahead and uh, sue the uh, Department of Justice and William Barr. Uh, of course, that 
the Mueller report coming out shortly, so uh, that gets all the attention, but uh, certainly have their hands full here, and it looks like the judge is kind of leaning in the direction uh, against the DOJ. So uh, that could be a very good thing that comes out of this, and things might uh, take off after that. But this is probably just round one, depending on probably. how it's decided. You know, this judge decides against the DOJ, then they're going to appeal that ruling, and, you know, it's ridiculous, but... Yeah, just last week, uh, Rod Rosenstein, uh, the Assistant Attorney General, uh, drafted a notice saying that it does not address lottery programs. So uh, trying to cover their butt there, but the, of course this uh, this suit is going on. Uh, the DOJ tried to file a motion to dismiss this lawsuit from the New ha- state of New Hampshire, but uh, uh, it looks like that is g- what they're talking about now, and that probably will fail. We'll see what happens, but... Uh, Certainly uh, a lot of uh, action going on surrounding this thing and deciding the future of online poker in this country. So we'll see what happens. Anyway, let's take our first break on the program. When we come back, we'll have Johnny Campus on the line and talk to Johnny, have a fun time about uh, making your plans ahead of time for the World Series of Poker, ways to save money, and, uh, you know, uh, it's obviously very expensive unless you do this special planning and you could save quite a bit of money. Yep, well, listen, we've had one of our great guests, Michael Moet, in here telling us how they they booked rooms right after they came back from the main event for the following year. Right, exactly. So several other things. Uh, the articles from Ashley Adams, I'll supplement some of Johnny's information with some of that. We'll ask him some questions about some of that stuff, and we'll have some fun when we return. You're listening to Poker Action Line, and we'll be right back after these messages. This is Poker Action Line. This is Big Dave for PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Want to know what's really cool? Your charitable tax-deductible donation every time you play. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com, the feel-good gateway to fun and prizes. Play free. Learn our system. Get 50,000 free chips and play for prizes. Play for scholarships that benefit Caribbean students. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Take it from Big Dave. A win for you is a donation to Caribbean education. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. You are round MVP. Yeah, man. Yo, Drew, I finally got round MVP. Round MVP. (laughs) No way. That was some ownage. It's a good thing you got me as your wingman. Right. You mean when you threw that flash grenade at me? Whatever, man. Huge round. Seriously, great stuff. Finally earning round MVP takes determination. So will getting into college. I've got what it takes. All right, class. I'm going to pass back your test. And a high score goes to Brian. Oh, Aww. yeah. High score, baby. We're all good at something. Maybe it's break dancing or skateboarding or video games. Whatever you're good at, you have the skills to make it happen. And those same skills will help you get to college. Visit knowhowtogo.org to learn what you should be doing right now to prepare for college. Start taking the steps at knowhowtogo.org. I've got what it takes. So do you. Brought to you by the American Council on Education, Lumina Foundation, and the Ad Council. Android and iPhone users. For the full version of WFO Radio, download the WFO Radio app. It's sports radio for racing fans. Thank you. I appreciate it. The ultimate ultimate racing racing show, show. including WFO Radio NHRA Nitro, WFO Radio Ignition, the WFO Radio NASCAR Tailgate Party, news, videos, push notifications, and more. I just hope I'm part of it. Go to the App Store or Android Market. Search WFO Radio and download it now. 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 
Welcome back to the show. Big Dave Levin, Joe Rodriguez here from South Florida. Poker Action Line. And uh, Before we get to Johnny, I just wanted to mention uh, uh, a couple of the earlier tournaments in this Seminole Hard Rock series. The, the Super High Roller, which was a uh, $50,000 uh, tournament. They, uh, that was won by Elio Fox, who won uh, World Series of Poker Europe a couple of years ago. They had 20 entries in that one. Today they're playing the $25,000 High Roller. And they got 88 entries, which is pretty damn good. Uh, But I also wanted to let you know about another tournament. Uh, Event number nine was an $1,100 buy-in tournament with re-entry. And it drew 689 entrants, uh, had a $668,000 prize pool. The winner was Rich Alotti, who... uh, you know, a lot of people haven't heard of, but if you follow this show and a lot of the other pod podcasts, he was the guy who had the prop bet against Rory Young, where Rory was supposed to spend 30 days in the blackout uh, soundproof room. Bathroom. Wow. Bathroom it was. <laughs> and he ended up pulling out uh, after 20 days, so Alati won uh, a good bit of money from him. As well. I know he settled for something less, but they made an agreement to uh, let him come out of the bathroom, <laughs> couldn't couldn't handle it any longer, and he took a little lesser prize. I think it was maybe like sixty-two thousand or something like that that he uh, won in that. But Rich Alotti won this tournament for one hundred seven thousand. So uh, it's kind of funny how you get some of your uh, notoriety, but uh, that was it. Well, let me tell you, that, that's an interesting bet there. We we spoke about it at length. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so underway at the Seminole Hard Rock, we'll uh, get back to that a little later in the show. But let's bring on our guest, Johnny Campus. Johnny won our uh, tournament that we had back in September. Uh, talked about his book a couple of months before that called Vegas or Bust, uh, how a family man uh, goes to Vegas and uh, tries to uh, win big. Johnny, thanks for uh, taking the time to be back with us. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Tuscaloosa Johnny is uh, an interesting character because he got away from the game for quite some time, like a lot of people, after the UIGEA came out in 2006. Ten years later, went back out to Vegas to play the main event and took his family out there. And and really, besides the play and everything, obviously you're a good player and that sort of thing, but uh, you know, you've learned a lot about... Uh, what to do to save money? When, of course, when you got a family, you got to do that. And uh, so you sent me a little note that said uh, how to travel for Vegas to Vegas for almost free. So uh, tell us a little bit about the the planning that goes into some of your trips and and what you plan to do this year. Yeah, I mean, literally months in advance, I'm I'm planning this. Of course, I'm I'm always excited uh, when they start announcing the schedule. Uh, usually December, it was. January, of course, I kind of staggered the schedule this year with the release of, you know, a dribble of information right. here three, and three a little different bit times, there. Three different times they kind of came out with the par- portions of the schedule. Right, right. So uh, when, when Caesars Entertainment starts announcing that schedule, I kind of start thinking about what I'm going to do uh, the upcoming summer. And uh, in the old days, I would go for a long stretch of the time. But now, as, as, as you mentioned, the family man only go for – short periods and i think that the majority of people are in the same camp you know a lot of us what they call the quote unquote weekend warriors yeah which i'll you know kind of borrow the term from uh actual uh <laughs> people that are protecting our country basically they should come up with a different uh different term but uh you know the people that come for short periods of time so you know it's how do you maximize 
your short time in Vegas if you're you know you're jonesing for some poker, and and there's just so many options. Right, right. And 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 so to, to really save money, you really do have to plan months in, in advance. It, it, one thing that I do, I'll talk about kind of what my schedule is and how I am able to go. Literally, I'll probably spend two or three hundred dollars out of pocket for a four day trip. That's not bad. And this includes right. a flight, room, food, and transportation. Okay. So I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to beat that, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, I do some traveling uh, for during football season for ESPN, and uh, so I, I gain a few miles here and there on the airlines, and I have a. You know, Marriott rewards and that sort of thing. So I, I kind of get a feel of what you can do. I've never really maximized it to the point, but I know a lot of people that do a good bit of traveling travel for free all the time on their vacations. Yeah, I mean, it's it's if you travel a lot for business like you, like some other people I know, then that makes it very feasible with the airline rewards, with the um, hotel rewards. Now, if you're someone like me that doesn't travel a lot, it might be a little harder. But if you plan in advance, I think that it is possible to go for fairly cheap. Like I mentioned, I'm going this summer. So I guess the first thing I would mention is you've got to get a credit card. If you don't travel a lot and earn miles that way, you've got to get a credit card to earn points for free flights. Like I have a Southwest Rapid Rewards card through Visa. And so I, I build up points over the year to use for flights. So I always fly to Vegas. For free plus the security fee, which is like ten or eleven dollars, I believe. Okay. Um, so, so I'll, I'll take a free flight. I'm going June 23rd, and I plan to stay four nights at the Wynn. Now, the Wynn, you're thinking, well, I mean, that's an expensive place unless you're over there gambling a lot and right. you know, you're getting comps. Well, they created a slot program, uh, an app called Win Slots. Okay. And, and they released this as far as I know, it was last summer around the time the World Series was ending. And I didn't, I didn't think much about it at the time. And then I started planning my trip. I started reading up on it. It's like, hey, this is a pretty good deal. So you go, you you sign up uh, an account. You get a, they seed you some starting chips, and you just play slots. And it's one of those where you, you you log in periodically, you collect chips, and then you spin reels, and you earn what they call gems. And then you spend the gems on free rooms. And this is literally free, uh, unlike My Vegas, which you may have heard of My Vegas. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the MGM uh, Mirage Resorts, or whatever they were, MGM Resorts International, I believe they're called now. Uh, the Their program, it started out kind of like when, where you could get a lot of free stuff, and then it kind of diluted it over the years. And now you have to pay the resort fee, which is 40 bucks a night on average, I think, these days in Vegas. So it's it's not even close to free. I mean, it's still a pretty good deal for $40 a night. Well, the wind rooms are totally free. The terms and conditions say that you could pay a resort fee, but everything I read online is the people who have traveled have not been forced to pay it. So you're yeah. getting a $200 plus a night room for totally free if you aren't enough gyms, and yeah, you can get up to four nights consecutively. That's fantastic. I remember a few years ago when the first time I went out to the World Series was 2012, and I stayed at the Rio for about fifty-five bucks a night, which I thought was great. Uh, sure. Now it's probably three times that would be my guess that they have. Yeah, especially the resort fee added in, it can be. Yeah. Uh, you also mentioned uh, uh, purchasing a membership to the Las Vegas Advisor membership and the book 
called The American Casino Guide, and it's kind of funny that you mentioned that. You had no idea that I actually helped write that a, uh, a couple of times. Uh, the first oh, time in okay. 2006, a good friend of mine, uh, Steve Borey, has written that book for over 20 years, and mm-hmm. his son used to help him, and then he went off to college, and he asked me if I would come in and help him do the research, and basically it was just calling all the different casinos, finding out what they had, if they allowed RVs, and different types of gains they had. But I helped do the research for him about three different uh, editions, so I'm very familiar with that, and I know how good those uh, those coupons are. They're very, very uh, positive. Yeah, that, the the thing about so you'll you'll spend up front, we'll say somewhere in the neighborhood of. Sixty dollars for between the two of them. LVA is a little more, uh, and then American Casino Guide usually a copy for like fifteen bucks, right, on Amazon or wherever. Unless you but, don't write it, then you get one for free. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but they have. There is a lot. Uh, there are a lot of good uh, vouchers, as you mentioned. There, I mean, you can get. Uh, free or discounted food. I, I'm not sure if you can get straight free food, but you can get like half price buffets. But I will get one free. Uh, there's a really good discount discount the Palms uh, through LVA that you can get 50% off of a meal uh, at most of the restaurants, including the Nine Steakhouse, which is a very good deal. You can save up to fifty dollars, so you can get you a nice hundred dollar steak dinner for fifty dollars over there. Um, what the, the thing that to really maximize those things, if the LVA and Regasino guide, you really need to spend a day going along Fremont Street because they have a lot of slot play, match play things in there. And some of those are pretty good, but yeah. it's usually just a little bit here, a little bit there. And there's usually different ones in each one for the same casinos. Like you might go to uh, the D is one place you can get some pretty good ones. I know there's $25 match play. In LVA, American Signal Guy may have a slot play one in there. So if you got them both, you can go to the uh, reward center, uh, you know, the uh, players club, whatever, and and get your vouchers and then go play. And if you go up and down Fremont Street, you will you will make your money back if you if you don't go crazy with the gambling and use your slot play to play video poker, which you, you're you know you're bound to get most of your money back. And sometimes uh, you'll get lucky. I remember hitting four of a kind at uh, a appropriately enough four queens uh, i did not have four queens it was four of something else but uh <laughs> with one of those ten dollar slot plays you can get through uh one of those uh memberships those or coupons, books. yeah yeah so uh well i guess yeah, i guess that's, if you got I guess, the itch i guess what i think if you got the itch to gamble this is a good way to get your gamble out of your system without going crazy right well i guess that's the key because Certainly, whether you're at you're playing at the win and, and earning more comps uh, with some pretty uh, good play, you know that would be a positive. But also, it can get out of hand. You can end up uh, gambling away anything you might have saved. Yeah, especially if you're, if you're gambling at the win, uh, the minimum bets are might be twenty five, fifty dollars yeah, on right. the table. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, the strip is not for the uh, frugal for the most part. <laughs> Right, exactly. No question. Um, so a lot of plans go into that, but uh, obviously uh, anybody that travels has ways of getting cheaper flights or, uh, you know, the occasional free rooms, uh, free rental cars. Uh, you know, you can earn some of that stuff. So that's that's pretty much, uh, you know, a key. But uh, is there anything special for poker players that uh, that's out there that uh, that you could take advantage of? Other than just making sure that, 
wherever you're playing cash games that you're you're checked in. You got a card and you're checked in and getting your hourly comps, which is usually a dollar or two at each place. Uh, nothing in particular comes to mind. Uh, I guess one tip that I would suggest, uh, if you're playing cash games at the WSOP area, uh, before you go, they, they change the system a lot from year to year. Uh, make sure you know how to get some sort of comp because there, there is a, a me- method of getting comps in years past. It's been, you know, you, you've been playing a while, go up to a guy, a floor man and ask for a voucher and they give you a $10 voucher. In, in other years, it's going to be something else because they don't have the readers at the table. You don't get a hourly rate, but there, there is a way of getting some sort of, uh, you know, a voucher back for some food uh, playing in the cash games. You just have to figure that out before you go. Right. Uh, we're talking with Johnny Campus, the author of uh, Vegas or Bust, A Family Man Takes on the Poker Pros. Uh, you can pick that up for a reasonable price, either in paperback or on Kindle, on Amazon, and I'm sure it's available at some other uh, bookstores. But probably the easiest way is just to go on Amazon or one of the other uh, online bookstores and, and pick it up. Uh, great read, and uh, kind of curious as to uh, how you did on it. Uh, were you happy with uh, the return and how many people bought the book? I, I don't think it's so particularly well. I don't have the exact numbers, but I think that these days it's just the poker market's kind of tough. As far I mean, the book market in general is obviously not what it yeah, used to be. No but, yeah. uh, poker in particular is not is not what it used to be. So uh, yeah, I think it's been o- just done okay. Uh, so, but I was happy that I got it out there. You know, got it out there and it was published and you know, there's a lot of pride in that. So a sense of accomplishment. I was pretty happy that it turned out. That's the main thing. Yeah. Well, you went, you talked about how you went out in 2016. This was basically what the book was about. And then 2000, or was it 17? Uh, 16. 16. Okay. And then you went back the following year. Did you play last year in the main or in any other events? I, I did not play the main. I played, um, as far as the World Series, I played a $1,500 bounty, no limit hold'em bounty, where you get $500 bounty chips, so you uh-huh. knock the person out. Right. You get that, and the rest of them goes to the prize pool, less the rake, of course. And I tell you, people people play nuts going for those bounties. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you, you're going to have to face some cards, and I got my money in good and lost, so I mean, it's just poker, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but I did win a horse tournament or chop the horse tournament at the uh, Orleans, so the, it was it was a positive trip. Actually, a trip uh, I chopped with Rinka Rinkema. Oh, wow. I mean Rinka yeah. Rinkema. Yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah, I, the first the, time I met him. He's a poker writer and uh, and does a podcast. I know. Uh, yeah, I've met Remco before, uh, but. Uh, He's a pretty good player. I tell you, the other player that a guy I played with a couple of times that uh, is a writer, Mo Nuara. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he has been uh, he has won a couple of uh, circuit events recently. So he's uh, moved. The, some of the broadcasters are uh, some pretty damn good players too. Yeah, not, not yeah. me, of course. But <laughs> it kind of makes sense if you love the game and kind of study the game. You're going to be probably better at the game than the average person. So when did you say you were going out there this year? Uh, June 23rd through June 27th. That's the week that uh, there's a lot of Omaha. And you may recall that I, I like to play Omaha high low. Right, right. And so I'm going to play uh, Orleans has a $1,400 PLO8 on Sunday the 23rd. That has a pretty good guarantee. I think it's 50000 guaranteed prize pool. And the 
World Series $1,500 PLO 8 is on Tuesday the 25th. Yeah, I may that play here. that one. Okay. There's also the Colossus starts later in the tournament this year, starts on the 26th. So if you pick up some early money, maybe you uh, play in one of those <laughs> tournaments with 20,000 players. Well, yeah, that was something I considered doing. And that, I mean, that's the thing about the schedule this year. It's, I believe I talked about in my book how the the buy has become more recreational friendly over the years. In 2016, there were, I think, about six six events of the WSOP bracelet events, I should specify, where the buy-in was in the, the triple digits instead of four digits. Yeah. Now, this year, it's about double that number. It's more than ever. It's just... Uh, and it makes it hard to pick one. I would have loved to play the big 50, the rate free opener. I mean, that's going to be, I think, as big or bigger than the first Colossus. I mean, time will tell, right? But I mean, yeah. I, I could see people going what? out for that one, but it, it just, it's too long of a tournament. It takes over too many days for my yeah. short trip. Yeah. Uh, the big yeah. 50, so, yeah, that starts on the 30th. And I guess there's probably several opening sessions. C, D, yeah, there's four opening sessions over. Over the over the course of the 30th through June 2nd, and then of course with so many players, probably takes several more days to get it completed. Yeah, it's going to be a long one. You better you better plan for a long trip or time off work if you're going to play that and make it deep. Well, the World Series gets underway May the 29th, so uh, you're going quite a ways in. Uh, maybe take advantage of some of the people who are a little burnt out by then, I guess. But uh, <laughs> um, I guess are are you pretty much wide open on what you're going to do, depending on how successful you are? Yeah, that's another thing I would give advice to people is that kind of have a a loose plan, but then you can adjust based on if you're doing well or doing poorly. Right. Like a like Tuesday the 25th, I'm thinking about playing the 1500 PLO 8 starts at 3, but I may also play the 11 a.m. $600 Deep Stack, I believe it's the Deep Stack Championship, they're calling it, and that might be a pretty good tournament. And so if I'm doing... Well, maybe I'll go for the bigger buy-in. If I'm doing not as well, I'll go for the lower one. And I, yeah, I would suggest adjust your play based on how you're doing, and don't go don't go crazy. It's, I always say uh, leave the uh, the ATM card at home, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so there's so much going on out there. Talk a little bit about uh, the possibility, I guess, that maybe you don't even make it to the Rio because you're having you're playing all these other tournaments. There's so many great series. There's so many value events uh, all over. Uh, so you're going to be staying at the win, which is on the strip. So is there a chance you won't even make it to the World Series of Poker? Oh, I wouldn't say that. You always got to darken the door of the World Series of Poker. It's just too much great action over there. But, uh, yeah, I definitely plan to play at different places in town. The aforementioned Orleans tournament, I'm going to play probably a tournament at the win on the 24th. So they've, I mean, they're mostly no limit hold'em. They throw in a few a few PLO, but they don't do a lot uh, a lot of variety. But their tournaments are re- they probably got the lowest rake, maybe in all of Vegas. Right. And uh, they they also have good structures for a one day tournament. Now those things will go forever, of course. But, yeah. Uh, you know, people probably chop uh, final table a lot of times, but yeah, the win the win's a good one, and Orleans is getting better and better, and they get. They've got the the big variety. Yeah. And I would also give kudos to Golden Nuggets and Planet Hollywood for their variety of tournaments. Right. And uh, uh, down, Golden, downtown Binion's, is that still a kind of like a must-see uh, every time you go out? 
You know, I, I always like to walk in Binion's, and actually, uh, that's one of the apps that I, I forgot to mention. I would download. There's a Binion's has an app too that you can earn free food and a free room. But it is extremely slow at earning uh, stuff. I've I managed to earn a fifteen dollar comp, but it took me like two months of doing it. I mean, it's obviously it's free. And you just click it on an app and whatever. But I mean, it is, it is a bit of aggravation. Right. But uh, yeah, I do like the Dark Door Binions. Their tournaments are not very big i think they are licensed for 10 tables someone told me so their tournaments are never going to get too big of a prize pool but right. it always is nice to play big it's just to to soak in the atmosphere yeah uh one of the things that uh, people spend a lot of money in is they want to go out and party they want to go to shows uh you know they take advantage of room service and uh, the big other you know buy a bottle at a club and that sort of thing so you stay away from that stuff as a family man it's not going to be hard for you to do probably but uh, how about uh, how about some of the day trips? Uh, you know, they say you you're only going out for four days, so it doesn't really apply to you. But these people that go out there for six weeks, you know, got to find something to do. And I was reading an article about the different things, like going to Hoover Dam or Grand Canyon, or you know, some of the many great golf courses out there. Um, you know, do you do you try to do any of that stuff? At least fit in one trip, especially if your 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 wife goes with you. Well, when we in 2016, we went to several different things, kind of like that. And uh, but I, I suppose when I'm going on a four-day trip solo, I'm not really, I don't really do much of that anymore because I've heck, I've seen just about everything at this point. But yeah. uh, I, I would I would recommend uh, Red Rock Canyon is definitely a, a, pl- a good place to go for uh, like a half a day because it, it's okay. just, it's just out, off of Summerlin. I mean, it's just. Joe makes, you go to Summerlin, you take the road to it, and it's just right there, and you can just spend a couple of hours there and have a good time. Joe makes some trips out there occasionally. Do uh, you have anything you, you plan on doing when you go out there, the stuff that, like a bucket list thing for you? Well, when I go with the wife or the family, you know, we do have to plan, obviously, some shows and some sightseeing. And as Johnny said, we've done the Red Rock uh, tour. Obviously, it's about a half-hour ride also to the Hoover Dam. Right. If you want to do that, rent a car and go out there. Um, but I I think I'm like with Johnny agreeing with Johnny that if I'm there to play poker, I don't think I'm I'm even thinking of any of these distractions because I'd like to keep my my focus you know clear for just playing poker and having my mindset for that. All right. Uh, how about uh, food places? Is there any must-see uh, things? I guess the, the buffets are pretty standard out there, but uh, here there's a great uh, Mexican food place right down the road from the Rio called Roberto's and places like that. Anything you can point out to somebody maybe you suggest uh, that's reasonably priced and, and good food? Yeah, uh, Roberto's, uh, if I recall, uh, I, that's where the Wednesday Poker Discussion Group meets. Okay. I think. That you spoke, I know, I was, that you spoke I, to? I was there last summer, but I can't remember if that was the name of the place. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember it was a Tex-Mex place on Flamingo, not too far from Rio, so it's probably the same place. Yeah. The I food was good that, there, it? if that is the, if it is the correct place. Uh, <laughs> and excuse me if I'm, if I'm uh, telling anybody incorrectly. Tacos El Gordo on the Strip is supposed to be really good. I have not been there. Uh, Pepper Mill uh, is a classic place. Been there for decades. It's it's I guess south of Circus Circus. It used to be close to Riviera, which is now a, a parking lot, of course, um, like so many other uh, classic casinos. Unfortunately, but you know time moves on, right? Yeah. Uh, I would. I always. I love to eat an In-N-Out burger, 
usually when I go. I try to do that once a trip. I didn't make it last summer, so I'm sure I have to go this summer. And there is a uh, there is finally an in and out on the strip now. I believe it's in the uh, right the lake. Planet Hollywood there somewhere. Might, there may be one in Planet Hollywood, uh, but uh, there used to not be one on the strip. Now there is somewhere. Okay. Well, last find Irishman in New York. New York is a good place to go. I, yeah. I like that place. Okay. Uh, what about uh, things to make sure you bring to the table? I read a great checklist by uh, the writer Ashley Adams that wrote twenty things that you got to make sure you bring uh, to the poker table. <laughs> yeah, I, I probably wouldn't have a list of twenty, but uh, yeah, I've, I've seen that list before. It's a good list for sure. Uh, obviously, but you got to have a the, backpack and you got to fill it up with the right things. But to tell us a little bit about some of the plans you make ahead of time that will save you a lot of money and how it will save you money. Yeah, I, w- I would definitely backpack with some snacks. Uh, someone was asked about that, so maybe even pack your sandwich if you have that capability. Um, because if you're if you're having to buy food at the poker kitchen, at the convention area, at the Rio, or that little snack convenience store that sells snacks in the Rotunda area, just outside of uh, the Pavilion area, with the kind of the main WSOP area, then you're going to pay out the nose for stuff way, way overpriced. Right. And uh, so yeah, if you can some of that light stuff, yeah, I would grab that. And on dinner break, you have time. Even if on foot, you could hustle over to like Gold Coast and uh, Ping Ping Pong is a popular place to okay. eat. The buffet there is pretty good for the price. So that's uh, some places I would say that if you some ways to save money on food right there. What what kind of food would you put in your uh, backpack? Like uh, fruit, I guess. Bring a banana, maybe some beef jerky. Yeah, that yeah, beef jerky, bananas are great. Chips, crackers. Well, obviously, you, you got to be careful not to smash, smash it. You know, granola bars, right? Uh, bottled water, something to flavor your water if you need something to flavor it. Uh, you know, six pack of beer. Now, actually, you probably <laughs> I don't know they, they might frown on it. Frown I guess you could bring that, your yeah. own beer. <laughs> uh, of course, there's waitresses there, and you know, it's just. Yeah, not that you don't want to tip them, but uh, if it gets to the point where every time someone comes by and you're tipping a dollar or two dollars for a little bottle of water, a little mini bottle of water, it gets expensive. So uh, you want to throw a few in your bag there. But uh, one important point, I guess, is to bring cash because there are times when you do need cash, and a lot of people don't really think about that anymore. They figure any time they can run out to the ATM. But that costs you money if you miss hands. Uh, maybe miss a couple of blinds, get blinded down. You know, it's uh, if you're in a tournament, uh, that could be a big problem. Yeah, and along those lines, the big thing to think about is, is bathroom breaks. Uh, yeah. People don't that they're new to the WSOP don't think about it, but there are a limited number of bathrooms, and there are long lines to get in them during breaks. Yeah. So you are, you're usually better off maybe missing the last stand before the break to beat the clock, yeah. so to speak, yeah. and beat the crowd. Unfortunately, everybody knows that now, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's still better than waiting until after the time is up. And I, and I would also suggest uh, it's probably worth walking back toward the casino. I know it's a pretty good hike. Anybody that hasn't been, I mean, it, it, it's literally, I think people exaggerate the distance, but it's probably at least a quarter quarter to third of a mile from the casino to the convention area. Yeah, it's a long walk, so, that's for sure. Yeah, it is. So, but you're probably off better going all the way to the casino and going to a bathroom there. 
Yeah. You probably still save time. I guess you need to always make sure if you do take any kind of medicines, make sure you have that. Uh, maybe if you wear sure. contacts or glasses, uh, that you need some kind of cleaning uh, solution for that. Uh, little towelettes, always toss a few of those in your bag because those are important. How about, uh, you know, wearing, what do you wear when you play poker? Do you make sure you have a hoodie or a lightweight jacket because it does get really cold in those places? Yeah, it doesn't hurt to bring a little windbreaker or something because uh, it can get really cold. I I usually I usually just wear a t-shirt, but uh, sometimes I might have a light jacket just in case I need it. And it depends. It, I guess it depends on your tolerance for a little. If it's a little extra cold, maybe you should bring a jacket. Yeah. So bottom line, as far uh, as it, go ahead. As far as the medicine, I was going to mention. You talk about medicine. Something to think about. You know, if you had refrigerated medicines, make sure you get a uh, room with a refrigerator. Now, if you stay at the Rio, all of theirs have many fridges in them. Uh-huh. But uh, a lot of hotels would not, so you might have to pay extra for one. So yeah. something to think about. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the the you obviously have your plan for the win, but uh, uh, what do you hear about uh, pl- like things like a- Air- Airbnb or? Uh, uh, different places to stay. I know some people even go out and stay in a hostel uh, that's uh, cheaper or uh, maybe share rooms with a bunch of guys and rent a house. Uh doesn't really fit your case, but from what have you heard from other people? I don't know about hostels. I watched that Eli Roth movie. It made me <laughs> nervous. <laughs> I hear you. Okay, well, bottom line. Uh, but, anyway, yeah, but, <laughs> but I would say, yeah, it, as far as Airbnb, it's usually better for longer stays. A lot of times with those kind of things, you have to pay cleaning fees, processing fees, the I made this up fee, and uh, your average cost per night can get kind of high if it's a short trip and it's spread over a long time. Then it, it doesn't hit you as much, I guess I would say. I guess uh, that's one of the main things I've heard is people complaining about uh, getting gouged by the Rio uh, Caesars uh, in general. Uh, that, you know, at one time it was you know, they were just happy to have the people there. Now they're trying to make every dime they can. And uh, things have changed, so you do have to plan ahead for some of those things. Sure, yeah. Definitely, I would say they're good caretakers of the World Series of Poker, but they are, they're certainly trying to turn a, turn a profit, and yeah, uh, yeah. they're not shy about it. Well, the talk is that this might be the last one ever at the Rio. Um, Caesars is also up for sale, so anything can happen with that. But uh, I think if they do hang on to the World Series, which they will most likely try to do, there's a good chance it will be somewhere else next year, and uh, everybody will have to adjust to that as well. Yeah, I, I, I just don't know where would be a good place to have it. I mean, the Rio is just such a perfect place. If you've ever been in that convention area, it's just massive. It's yeah. great for it. And, of course, I haven't, I haven't been to a lot of the convention areas, some of the other casinos. Last year I went to the Venetian they had the, uh, their tournament, the Deep Stack Extravaganza, in the back of their convention area. I didn't realize how far back that went. I mean, there's actually a lot of space in there if they were to, to have something. I mean, obviously the World Series of Poker wouldn't be there, but there's probably a lot of convention areas that you don't even think about that have more room that could host it. But at this point, I'm just, I just I've gotten so accustomed to the Rio. I don't. I don't know what I'm thinking about it being somewhere else. Yeah, it's uh, going to be a whole new era when they ever move that, whether it's next year or the year after or whenever. Uh, last question, uh, how do you prepare your game for going out there? What do you do between now and then uh, to get ready to play? Well, someone like me who lives uh, 
in Alabama where there's not a whole lot of poker to be played, probably what I'm going to do is uh, play a little online poker, like global poker, throw some money in there, play some tournaments. Right. Uh, just, just, I mean, it's a little bit like riding a bike, but it's not quite like riding a bike because you're not having to race against other bicyclists. So <laughs> you've got to, you got to keep up with the Joneses, and if you're, you know, rusty, then it, it's gonna it's gonna affect you a little bit. So I, I would make sure that I would play, even if it's like playing free money on Poker Stars or something. Right. Just kind of get your, uh, if you haven't played in a while, do that kind of thing, and well, and, I, you know, do a little study on some books, that kind of thing, but no, nothing too intense. I mean, it's uh, I don't take the game as seriously as I used to. I just throw some money and hope I turn too well. Well, listen, I uh, hope you do well out there, especially in one of your first tournaments and kind of finance your trip. Uh, maybe uh, earn enough money to uh, get into a couple of bracelet events and uh, down the line maybe come back for the main event. Uh, I guess it's always uh, in the back of your mind. Yeah, it, it's the thing. It's always there. I never feel too bad about missing this tournament or that tournament, in particular summer, including the main event, because I know they'll have it again next year. So. Uh, yeah, if that happens, that'd be great. But if it doesn't, then there's always next year. Okay. Well, good luck out there. Thanks for all the tips and everything. I hope people enjoyed that. I think I think they learned a lot tonight, and I appreciate uh, your time and expertise. No, oh, I appreciate you having me on again. Thank okay. you. Okay. Good luck with everything. Good luck with the book, and uh, we will talk to you down the road. All right. Thank you. Okay. Johnny Campus, the author of Vegas or Bust. You pick that up on Amazon. Uh, uh, you know, or at your bookstore, uh, it's a good read. I think you got a chance to look at that. Didn't yes, you? I did. Uh, good guy, uh, and we've—he's uh, become a friend of the show, so we do appreciate his time tonight. Uh, let's take our uh, break on the show here. When we come turn, when we come back, we'll uh, talk about a couple of things, finish things up here on the program tonight. But our thanks to Johnny Campus for joining us tonight. We'll be right back to finish up the show when we return. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. A lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. 
Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! <gasps> it's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the show. Big Dave and Joe. Our thanks to Johnny Campus uh, for talking and planning for the World Series of Poker. Uh, I went out there in 2012. I think I've been out there three times. Uh, went out I think it's 15 and 16 and uh, it's a great it's a great experience to uh, actually be there and see it because you know you see all this stuff on TV but just to actually see it in uh, you know the, Im- the immense size of the uh, areas and, and the rooms and the number of tables it's pretty incredible I, I, I remember you the should first, do it someday. I remember the first time that I saw that I'm trying to remember what tournament it was we we did go out to Vegas and it was I hadn't seen anything like that in the convention center. This is probably a good 15 years ago, and it was just, oh, my God, I played in that tournament. It took me 15 minutes to find my table, and then I find out that I was in the smaller room, <laughs> that the bigger room was on the other side. So, yeah, that, that's that got to be overwhelming for the first first timer going out there to see that. Yeah. Uh, going back to the uh, Seminole Hard Rock tournament, uh, there was an interesting hand that they wrote up. I'd like to just pass it along and see what your thoughts are. Um, it was an hour into the tournament. Uh, there was a raise under the gun to 400. Blinds were 100, 100. Okay. So uh, Irfan Siddiqui put out a three bet of 1600 to the uh, under the gun. To plus the raise one. of 400, For right? The, right. After the raise uh, by the under the gun player, and then the under the gun plus one, he raised to 1600. Folded around to the cutoff. There was a player named Bob Mather who uh, made the call. Uh, And then they got to the button. He 4-bet to 6,600. The original Razor called the bet from Tran, but Siddiqui would push out his stack for his tournament life. Remember, this is one hour into Into the day. Into the tournament. uh, Putting his remaining 50K chips into the center. Uh, Mather sat for several moments. He announced that he was all in. Uh, Tran, uh, Henry Tran on the button, Grumbled, but tossed his cards to the center before the original Razor opted to get out of the way by open folding his pocket king, pocket queens. So the guy who wrote the story here says, uh, you could probably figure out what the hands were. Yeah, I, I, put it this way. It was either queens or kings for that guy, and then the other guy pushed all in. My, my guess would be he's faced now two raises. Because he's got the first one that he re-raised and then caught another one. Plus, I call he's got to put one of them on aces. Right. Got to well, put one of them. I mean, once he sees this guy go all in, he's got to put him on aces. Well, Siddiqui had pocket aces. Mather had pocket kings. And if that isn't enough, uh, the big blind. You remember that the uh, 
the tr- the Tran mucked uh, pocket queens. Okay. Uh, the big blind said, with all the action in front of her, she knew that her pocket sixes just weren't good enough. And then the one player who uh, I guess folded his cards without showing them uh, said he had pocket fours. So well, there's five, five pocket, pocket pairs. pairs on one, and it's I don't know. It's really not that. It doesn't seem like. Uh, that's shocking because it seems like it, it does happen quite a bit. That uh, five you know, pocket pairs—that's that's, that's that's pretty hard to do. That's pretty hard to do with five pocket pairs. I've 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 actually dealt to four pocket pairs because I remember they they all went crazy going in and they turned over and I couldn't believe I had dealt four. I had never seen five pocket pairs. The ace king queen, one of my biggest caches in the tournament. <clears throat> that's what I faced. I had the kings. I had a, a, a great the, the chip leader for the tournament happened to be on our table, and in the um, and under the gun, and he raises the short stack immediately to my right, re-raises all in, and it was a smaller stack. <coughs> I tried to re-raise with my kings, and immediately the other guy went all in, and I sat there with close to fifty percent of my chips sitting there, going, "Damn it, I'm looking at aces," <laughs> and I actually. The only time that I can recall pre-flop folding kings, and sure enough, aces, the short stacker went all in, had queens, and when the board was done, Big Dave, there was an ace, a king, and a queen on that board. Yeah, wow. So I I did real well because I wound up getting to the final table and making a good cash on that, but I, I couldn't believe it, you know. All three of us, ace, king, and queens, and the board read ace, king, queen by by the river. Wow. Uh, so, by the way, just to tell you what happened in the hand, uh, uh, aces held up because there was an ace on the flop. And Siddiqui, who originally three bet to 1600 ends up winning 120000 in the pot. Oh, good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Did he go far in the tournament? Uh, I don't know that. <laughs> yeah, didn't mention that at all. Anyway, he, he more than doubled up. So <laughs> I know he's still not in now, so he didn't make it to the day three. Anyway, um, 1,360 entries, uh, which was the third largest uh, Seminole Hard Rock Poker Showdown in history, and the prize pool, which was guaranteed to be three million, ended up at 4.352, almost 50 percent higher than what the guarantee was. 715,000 up top. They're down to 23. And I see who got, who got eliminated. Which three players got I, eliminated? I can't since really we started tell. The show. I was trying to. I was trying to see because you said Richard. Sh- well, Richard Seymour has shipped up. He was at 440. Okay. He's now at 1.2 million. Yeah, so he was bottom. He was at the bottom of the t- uh, totem pole, as they say, uh, in 26 when they were down to 26 at the start of our show. Yeah, was, did I say Darren Elias was still? No, I think he had one, been one of the ones out when I yes. was talking about it. But Matthew Wantman is out. Matthew Lisi, I think, was the other one that uh, recently. Oh, Mark Doobie is out. So uh, he is out of the tournament. So they're down to 23. Uh, chip leader is uh, still at Chad uh, Eversledge. Uh, he is at 8.7 million, so he, he lost a few, but not much. But Maria Ho has chipped up to 5.1 million, so she's she, still in second place. She's still in second. Uh, Danny Kutami is 3.9, and Jerry Robinson fourth, 3.9 also. So uh, they play along here. I don't know what they're playing down to tonight. Most likely six, and then uh, they will move on to the other tournament. But they had planned to play tomorrow, so maybe they'll even uh, 
stop earlier than that. We'll see what happens. But that's the Seminole Hard Rock Poker Showdown, uh, another great series over there. I hope to stop by there tomorrow, check that out a little bit. Um, we mentioned, uh, you know, some of the things there are to do out there. Um, what kind of shows have you seen out there? I mean, uh, I've seen. I mean, all I've seen the Blue Man Group and stuff I've like that. I've seen a bunch of Cirque du Soleil shows. You over like comedy, there. so you've probably seen some. I great have. Comedians. Well, uh, you know, uh, what's his Ch- name? Brad the, uh, Garrett. Brad Garrett. Yeah. At his club, which is in the MGM, at the, in the like what I call their basement, but I've been to a couple of comedy shows there. What I loved was the fact that, you know, if he's in town, he's going to be there. I had seen him playing at the Aria yeah, earlier in the day. We went to see a comedian that I really enjoyed, uh, a Spanish comedian that I really enjoyed once watching on cable. Happened to be playing there, so we bought the tickets, and then all of a sudden, he's he MCs, does a routine. And to my complete amazement, because I used to see him all the time on um, uh, Everyone Loves Raymond. Right. Well, he's nothing like that character. <laughs> yeah, he's very dirty. He's, uh, His yeah, humor he's, is very he's dirty. Definitely the other guy that's like that is uh, Bob Saget. It's also which, very dirty. Yeah, exactly. And I didn't know that, I remember. But with Brad Garrett, I found it extremely, I mean, it was shocking at first, and then I was just laughing my ass off. Yeah, so. absolutely. Okay, well, that's going to about do it for our show. Uh, thanks to Johnny Campus. We're, of course, uh, getting closer to the World Series, so we'll talk a little more about the schedule, what's coming up. Uh, uh, I'm surprised to see the Colossus so late in the series, but uh, there's like 80 uh, bracelet events now, plus nine online Well, events. the Colossus is so long that maybe they think some of the players were burning out early on, that's so possible. maybe maybe that poker fever <laughs> kicks Well, the novelty's in the, in worn off also. Right, but now maybe now because it's later... And it's a you know what's it what's the is it still five hundred uh, I think so five hundred to get five fifty right to get in there, you know you're just thinking oh maybe I can generate some excitement right at the very end leading into the main event okay that's gonna do it we'll catch you next week on another edition of the show Geo thanks as usual you can always pick us up on our website uh, pokeractionline.com and go to the Poker Fuse podcast page uh, pick us up on SoundCloud or Stitcher or anywhere you get your uh, your podcasts. We'll be back next week, and we're working on a few guests for you as well. So hope you join us every week. We'll talk to you later. So long from Poker Action Live. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies.